0: Live from downtown Boogertown, it's three hillbillies on a couch with your hosts, Boo-Boo, Biggins, and Buford, three of the hillbillies in the holler. Y'all pull up a chair and set a spell. And welcome back to glorious downtown Boogertown. I'm Buford. I'm Boo-Boo. I'm Quad. And you are back with another episode of Hillbillies on the Couch. We are just hanging out here in Boogertown and talking about different stuff. And uh, we talk about how many bears we've been seeing this year. Well, I tell you what, it's been crazy. Lots and lots of bears. I average about three a week. We've had um, some some bad stuff happen with bears here recently. We had that uh, lady that got bit uh, on her porch because she had her dogs out in the yard. It was a local uh 90 something years old oh no and uh but she instead of just getting in the house she tried to run the bear off the bear better it didn't hurt her bad she was okay but the uh, bear that had to be destroyed and had three little yearlings with it so the the park service i think they tagged the yearlings and they're they're tracking them and we had that bear that got in the car and died of heat stroke so if you're here on vacation do us a favor don't leave food waste in your car knuckleheads feeding that bear and don't feed the bears. Please do the bears. Bear bear. And they were trying to pet it. Idiots. Idiots. Yeah. Well, it's like, you go over to Catalucci. there's signs that say don't, uh, do not approach the elk, which they had to put that sign up because somebody did it, you know? Honey, get my a picture with Rudolph. Crazy That's a 1,200 pound deer. You don't mess around. That's, oh no, those things are stout. They'll, too. Kill, they'll kill you. Hey, just worry, they're stout. Well, you know, talking about bears ever since we was little there in Boogertown going to school, the big thing was Smokey the Bear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess, still the symbol of the National Park, is Smokey the Bear? He, he, he's been, uh, actually, I saw a t-shirt a while back that said, uh, said, uh, only you can prevent forest fires. Only you can prevent forest fires. And then underneath it, it said, no, really, we've been defunded. It's pretty much up to you. Uh, oh, ouch. But yeah. It says here in 1942, at the peak of World War II, U.S. officials realized that forest fires could jeopardize national security. They began a poster campaign about fire prevention. In 1944, those posters featured Disney's Bambi. but in 1945, the Forest Service introduced its own character, Smokey the Bear, named after Smokey Joe Martin assistant fire chief in New York City from 1919 to 1930. The campaign was successful, but really took off in 1950 when an orphan bear cub was rescued from a fire in New Mexico and was nursed back to health by a forest stranger's family. They named him Smokey and sent him to the National Zoological Park in Washington, D.C., where he became a popular attraction as a living icon. He got so much mail that the postal service gave him his own zip code. Wow, wow. The, um, they used to, you were doing that voice and you did a real good job of it. The original voice of uh, Smokey the Bear was Jackson Weaver, uh, then Dallas McKinnon, George Walsh, Roger Carmel. You may remember him from, he played Harry Mudd on Star Trek, the Mud's women. Really? You know, he did the voice and then Jim Cummings mm-hmm. did it for, well, see, Gene Moss did it for a few years. Uh, and then Jim Cummings did it. He's the guy who's the current voice of uh, Winnie the Pooh and Tigger. Uh, Frank Welker, who does the voice of Fred on Scooby Doo, and was also now is the voice of Scooby Doo since. Uh, um, now that's the the dog, not yeah, not the show, just the dog. He he is the voice of the dog on the show, and he was also the voice of Fred in the original ones back in the sixties. Oh, okay, uh, but he does it, and then uh, Jack Angel did it for about ten years, and now Sam Elliott is the voice of Smokey the Bear. Only you could prevent forest fires. I hear Sam Elliott talk, I want to slice into a raw steak. I want to get me some sarsaparilla. <laughs> <laughs> That's a darn fine sarsaparilla part. Well, yeah, I do one day is get some of this pretty poetry and you read it in the voice of Sam Elliott. Roses are red. <laughs> Shall I compare thee to a summer's day? Thou art more lovely and more temperate. Rough winds do shake the darling buds of May, and summer's lease hath all too short a date. <laughs> <Boy>. <laughs> you ain't going to hear that on any other podcast. Just admit it. They don't do that on Mark Barron's podcast. I'll uh, guarantee it. I wish they could. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to do that one day, do it in different voices. I tell you, that'd be a good thing. They need to send us uh, stuff like song lyrics and different things and what voices, because old Buford here, he can sound about like anybody. <laughs> What was it, Scooby? Sound like? Talking- Ooh, like, hey, Scooby, who are you going to Haunted House for a Scooby snack? Uh-uh. <laughs> Scooby, Scooby Doo. <Ooh>. Oh. <laughs> Can you do that same form of Sam Elliott, like the voice of Shaggy? <laughs> Ooh, like, hey, shall I like compare thee to a summer's day? I like your more beautiful and more temperate. (laughs) Ripper (laughs) it. Oh, that's great. Oh, Oh, don't mind us. We're just having fun. You know, there's been a lot of symbols like Smokey the Bear. And, you know, you think of Uncle Ben. Was it the Rice Guy? What's the here, from 1943 to 1945? Hang on a second. We're recording a podcast. What you need, but This is his probation officer. <laughs> he has to check in every now and then, or that yes. bracelet goes off on his ankle. Yeah. Hey, you may not let go of the couch And then here. Do, stand, it you, do it for you. Stand up. Before you have chances. chance. Those springs will carry a joke vote right to you there, Claude. It'll light you up. You thought right. you had hemorrhoids. You ain't right. had nothing. That thing goes off and Okay. Okay. Yeah. Never mind. We just talking about something else. We talk about Uncle Ben here, nineteen forty-three to nineteen forty-five. Texan Gordell Gordon Harwell, he's a Texan. You know about them Texans. I do. Sold a special converted rice made by special process so it would last longer than usual to the US government. After World War II, Harwell and his business partner decided to sell it to the general public. But what would they call it? They were in a Chicago restaurant one night when Harwell remembered a black farmer in the Houston area who'd been famous for the high quality of his rice. He was known simply as Uncle Ben. Since Ben was long dead, Harwell asked Frank Brown, maitre d' of the restaurant, to pose for the now famous portrait on every box of Uncle Ben's converted rice. So that's an actual person, Frank Brown, that's posing on that. What's Mater day? Is that like the… That's the head waiter at a hotel at a restaurant that takes care of you. I was just impressed. I pronounced it because it it came out of my head better than it sounded in it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ben Rice. Well, you know, rice accounts for one-fifth of the calories that are taken in every day on the world, in the world by humans. Really? One-fifth. It's the most... I guess so, China and all that. Yeah, it's the most eaten food uh, in the world. What do you think about it? Yeah, China has a billion people, and India has a billion people. That's two, two, uh, two-sevenths of the people in the world, and rice is a big part of both of the diets there. Like so we're well, on a tour. Somebody a big said, part well, of ours. Just glad to live in the world's largest democracy, and I said, have you never heard of India? <laughs> <laughs> and we're not a democracy. We're a republic. So. We are a republic. <laughs> that's what I was saying. chick, chick- the, uh, the, um, well, I, uh, talking about that made me think about this did you know that coffee is the world's most popular stimulant and it is the second largest item of international commerce in the world I thought it was my daddy's belt <laughs> <laughs> now that wasn't international commerce that was just uh, getting coffee. you to straighten up and fly right oh stimulant I see I got you yeah that stimulate to do right yeah it yeah. <laughs> make you do right <laughs> boy you just fold that thing walk down the hallway and it in there and snap that thing. Pow. Boy, make the fear of God get in you real quick there. Did forget what you did wrong. You just knew it was coming. Switches. Switches. Jeff, you go get you on switch? Yeah. I live next to a weeping willow tree. i turned mama into Indiana Jones. <laughs> <laughs> That's what my, uh, my grandmother always used to make us go pick switches. So I'd go pick one off of a mesquite tree and make it hard for her to hold it because they got spikes on them. <laughs> Oh wow. Said, you know what? I here I just brought you a rock you can chuck at me. Oh, <laughs> Wow. Wow. What was you was it spam you was talking about is opened every this is a can of spam opened every four seconds. A can of spam is opened every four seconds. Well here's the good news, there are no hog lips or snouts in spam. No, it's just ham. It's just canned ham everybody makes a big joke about it, but it's actually just canned ham and it's good.
1: Yeah, it's I thought it was ham. like
0: what was let the whistle on everything and the... the the oink and everything I thought that's no. kind of like hot No, hot that's dog the rest <laughs> that's that sausage that's what sausage that's, is that's yeah hot dog is- so spam's just ham Bulah Dean went up to Branson to visit the kids that live up there and uh, uh she brought me home some blood sausage and blood sausage yeah blood sausage that is the lips and the liver and all that stuff but with the blood as well and then a cornmeal base and they make a sausage out of it it's really good but you're basically eating a big fried scab <laughs> Yeah, there you go. It tasted uh, good, but I, the problem is she, the she, bought a, or the... she bought a small one. But still, nobody else in the family will eat it, so I'm the only one. So I ate three slices of it, and the rest of it I ended up having to throw out because nobody eats it. But it's you weren't going to admit is nasty. <laughs> it's nasty. It's real popular in England. Well, no, you should, I couldn't sit down and eat the whole thing. That would have been. Ugh, What's that blood much. pudding? That's the same thing. Oh, is it blood, blood pudding? It's also called black pudding. But yeah, it's not really like we think of pudding. It's more like a cake. But I like uh, banana pudding. Banana pudding. I <laughs> love this banana pudding. That's where you get into the mix-up with with English from England and English from here. You know, a cookie over there is a biscuit, and the biscuit over here is a scone over there. But I had biscuits last night. I made uh, this is a fried uh, uh, fried something. It looked like tuna. But I fried it in a cast iron skillet and made biscuits and gravy. Mm. That's pretty good. Well, let's take a quick break for a word from our sponsor, BigfootSearchGear.com. Do you walk through the forest with an eye open for the unknown? Do you believe that Bigfoot is out there somewhere? He may be hiding, but you don't have to. Let the world know you believe. Visit BigfootSearchGear.com for the largest collection of apparel and gifts for Bigfoot enthusiasts. Bigfoot t-shirts, hats, stickers, signs, and keychains, as well as Sasquatch hot sauce. It'll make you howl like a Yeti. Go to BigfootSearchGear.com and enter promo code HILLBILLIES at checkout for 10% off. Free shipping to anywhere in the U.S. on orders over $25 bigfootsearchgear.com My uh, uh daughter came up to visit last week from uh, Florida and I took her over to Bigfoot Search Gear's place over there in Pigeon Forge. Oh, did you? And, oh she's got a she's got a truck with uh, Bigfoot painted on the side oh, really? she loves it. So we went over there. she and her husband bought t-shirts and I bought my grandson a, a hat and and uh, they had a big time, they really enjoyed it. Big foot. We was talking about Uncle Ben's right? Hey, uh, you guys, are Cracker Jacks, they still make that, don't they? Yeah, they do. You had that prize in there, Cracker yeah. Jack? You remember what that box looked like? Mm-hmm. The Cracker Jack boy, Jack, and Bingo his dog. Remember that dog? Yeah. Looked real happy on it. The sailor boy was added to Cracker Jack packages during World War One as a salute to our fighting boys but he was modeled after the company founder's young grandson, Robert, who often wore a sailor suit. The dog was named Bingo after the children's song, B-I-N-G-O, B-I, well, that brings back memories. Sad, sad note here though. As the first sailor boy packages rolled off the presses, Robert got pneumonia and died. So the logo can only be seen on his tombstone in Chicago. Wow never great. got to see did isn't it I remember those Cracker Jacks yeah buddy I was I, I hated the, like sometimes the prizes were stupid stuff you know like a bird whistle or whatever but man when you got the tattoos <laughs> I was about I was to say like, I always got tattoos on there and we'd be in there at elementary just wetting our arm there and laying that thing on teachers and they're paddling us in the hallway for doing it I took Jasper to get a uh, my, my youngest boy he he was getting he got him a fake tattoo yesterday out of a gumball machine and it had a Had all these superhero tattoos on there, and there was you know Superman and Batman and the Flash. It was all DC characters, and there was Wonder Woman. And I said, "Well, here's a quarter." I said, "Uh, "You're lucky. You'll probably get Wonder Woman." Sure enough, he got Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. He's saving it for his little cousin. Who's a girl. She. She's going. He's going to give it to her. Well, the odds. (laughs) Wonder Woman. He was wearing a Superman shirt. I said, "Maybe you'll get one to match your shirt," but he didn't. (laughs) Oh, that's great. Wonder Woman. What was that other show used to come on? What, what was that pretty lady played Wonder Woman? Oh, as a, oh uh, uh, Jackson? Uh, no, not George. no, 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 no. no. Um, Linda, Dick, Linda, Linda, Linda Carter. Linda Carter. Carter. Linda Carter. Pretty Wonder Woman. And then she played the governor of Vermont in the Super Troopers movie. Oh yeah, that's right. She pretty lady. Oh, who played ISIS? Remember ISIS? She died. No. Yeah, she did. Um, I don't remember her name, but I'll look it up real quick. Because uh, I used was, to get her and that uh, Wonder Woman mixed up. You remember Isis, don't you, Cloud? Yeah, she's a, like an Egyptian thing. Had that go? It's kind of like a spoof or spinoff it of was Wonder a, Woman. It was a, no, it was actually a spinoff of uh, Captain Marvel. Shazam uh, It was called the Secret of Isis, nineteen seventy-five, and the woman who played her was Joanna Cameron. Did she pass away? She did. Joanna Cameron passed away uh, last year, October fifteenth, at the age of seventy-three. Yeah. Wow. But uh, mm-hmm. there's a new, um, that new Black Adam movie with uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson is uh, coming out. And uh, there's a woman playing Isis in that movie. Um, Obviously not. Who we talk no, about. it was, uh, let's see who's playing Isis. Uh, yeah, Sarah Shahi. Not familiar with her. When that came on, there's that show, that had those people in that RV out that, in that wilderness that's... and they that's that. That was Shazam. Was that Shazam? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, he would. Uh, he Billy Billy Batson, and he would uh, say the word Shazam, and he would turn into a superhero with the wisdom of Solomon, the strength of Hercules, the the um, imperviousness of Achilles, the the power of Zeus. Uh, I forget. There's two more, but they all were. It was an anagram for Shazam. But he. Uh, um, he, uh, they made a movie a couple years ago, really good movie. And they've got a new one coming out uh, later this year, Shazam 2, The Fury of the Gods. It was really good with Zachary, what's his name? Uh, anyway, really good movie. We had a private birthday party on the Redneck bus about a week ago. And the guy would show me some pictures of famous people. He'd had his picture made. He'd been, he'd performed on America's Got Talent, different shows. He's a talented guy. And uh, he said, you know who these two people are? I said, no, I don't. And they're much older today, obviously, but it was those kids on Land of the Lost. Oh, yeah, I saw them recently. Yeah. Something. Is that yeah. not wild? You remember Land of the Lost? They go yeah. over that waterfall. And the Sid and Marty Croft uh, yeah. show. is was horrible. The special effects were terrible. Sh- Only that one friend, they went Sleeves, whatever they call Yeah, them. we had a sleeve stacks. Yeah, we had a friend. That, remember Chaka, the little monkey guy? Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. We had a friend in school who had like a unibrow. We he called, lives in we Newport. We called him Chaka. <laughs> he lives in Newport now. <laughs> Speaking of, uh, they'd sleep during the, they'd come out at night. They'd sleep during the day. Yeah. Yeah. And doctors say people who have pet fish fall asleep easier than people that don't. That seems weird. Yeah. Somebody got a grant for that. Yeah. Smallest mammal on earth. Anybody want to take a guess? Smallest mammal on earth. It's a type of shrew? No, it's a bumblebee bat. It weighs less than a penny. I'll be damned. Bumblebee bats. Speaking of tiny things like that, did you know uh, that uh, hummingbirds will eat insects? I didn't know this, but I have uh, had this massive. I thought that was just all about sugar and sweet no, stuff. I had this massive spider web outside my office window. And all of a sudden, one day, there's a there's a hummingbird buzzing along it, just snipping the insects out of the web. Wow. Poor spider running around like, no, wait, stop. <laughs> That's great. Well, I probably ought to say where I'm getting this information. It's Uncle John's Great Book, Bathroom Reader. Yep, and I've been reading from the Book of Useless Information. And you can get these books on Amazon by Noel Botham, B-O-T-H-A-M. <laughs> See, familiar. Hey, you ever hear get someone's goat? Yeah. Yeah. And it means to annoy someone, you know, make them lose their temper. The origin. This very American phrase came from the practice of putting a goat inside a skittish race horse's stall because it supposedly had a calming influence. A gambler might persuade a stable boy to remove the goat shortly before the race, thereby upsetting the horse and reducing its chance of winning and improving the gambler's odds get someone's goat i'll be damned i knew they did that with dogs yeah well you know right down the corner here uh there's a field where they got a bunch of goats and there's one donkey in there with him you know why the donkey's in there uh fight off the coyotes yep a yep. donkey will fight a coyote Could kill him too yeah wow and a, a horse no. well that's why i was telling jasper about that yesterday i said that's why they use goats. uh, uh Donkeys in the Grand Canyon are not a horse because a horse is skittish. A horse gets scared to heart heartbeat, jump. Donkey don't care about nothing. Is it the donkey or the mule? It's the mixed breed of a horse and a donkey, mules. And a mule is smarter than both of them because a mule takes the best DNA from both traits. That's why you can ride a horse to death, and that horse will run till he dies, but not a mule. He'll bow up and stop. He ain't taking one step more than he needs to. That's why they use them on them cliffs and them trails because he won't make an unsteady step. A horse will; he'll fall off that thing, but not a mule. Hmm. I don't know. Second most popular place to eat breakfast, fellers. Home, car. He's close. clothes. <laughs> clothes. Sitting in your car at home. Uh, most popular place is Crockett's Breakfast Camp. Oh, have you it seen is. a line out there lately, boys? Wow, damn. they are lined up. People vote with their wallet. Somebody says, "I'm not eating there. There's too many people." That's where you want to eat. Absolutely. That pancake pantry and Crockett's—they're just—and then in, in that little log cabin place up in Gatlinburg, over Airport Road. They've always got a line, a long line. Don't matter. It be 28 degrees out in the morning. They're gonna light up. Claude, I was sitting there, and this lady was eating behind me. I could hear her go, "These pancakes are delicious." I wonder what gives it that delicious blueberry taste. I turned around and I said, ma'am, I'll take a shot at this, but I bet it's that pile of blueberry they put on it. <laughs> you just showing off. I show up. Well, I guess people's not used to fresh real things, you know. Everything's flavored and no one uses the real flavor anymore. I can tell you about these restaurants up here, here in the Smoky Mountains. They'll feed you, they got some groceries. I'm telling you. Well, let's take another quick break for a word from our sponsor, coffeeandsugar.com. And today's episode is brought to you by coffeeandsugar.com. That's K-A-W-F-E-E-A-N-D-S-U-G-A-R, coffeeandsugar.com. Home of Granny's Hillbilly Coffee, some of the best coffee you'll ever drink. If you use promo code HOLLER at checkout, you'll save 15%. Off orders of $29 or more. Visit coffeeandsugar.com and tell them the hillbillies in the holler sent you. And we're back. All right, well, I'm reading from the book of useless information, and I got some good ones here. This is a little section called Hold Your Liquor. Hold your liquor. A full 7% of the entire Irish barley crop goes to the production of Guinness beer. I mean? A seventh of their production. 7% of their production. Wow. 7%. Uh, let's see. Um, researchers in Denmark found that beer tastes best when drunk to the accompaniment of a certain musical tone. The optimal frequency is different for each beer, they reported. The correct harmonious tone for Carlsberg Lager, for example, is 510 to 520 cycles per second. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that will be great. What's your job? I'm a uh, beer singer. Just sit next to people at the bar going... That tastes better now, don't it? Yeah. Don't that taste better? It does. Now, though, that's <laughs> a frequency. Which oh. one's in 432? That's got to be the most relaxing one they've got. If you put a raisin in a glass of champagne, it will keep floating to the top and sinking to the bottom. So will a housefly. This is true. Oh, that's my, one of my favorite old jokes about <laughs> how to tell the difference between an, an Englishman, an Irishman, and a Scotsman. Yeah. Well, the Irish served a beer with a fly in it. The Englishman looks at it and goes, and sends it back. The Scotsman looks at it and takes the fly out and says, and he drinks the beer. And the Irishman picks the fly out and goes, spit it out, you beggar! Spit it out! (laughs) (laughs) The first man to distill bourbon whiskey was a Baptist preacher in 1789. So was... uh... Uh, uh, Jack Daniels, Jack Daniels, that name, Jack, Jack Daniels is the nephew of the Baptist minister made Jack Daniels. He named it after his nephew down in old Lynchburg, Tennessee. Let's see. You cannot taste food unless it is mixed with saliva. This is true for all foods. So if you just dried dry, your mouth out completely and laid something on your tongue, you couldn't could taste, it. taste it. That's weird. That is weird. You know, that brings to mind a question I've always had. Don't spit your food out. What do boogers smell like? <laughs> yeah, everybody sniffs when you say that. Everybody, you just went. I'm going to guess your finger. <laughs> it smells like your finger. All right, here's a, good, here's a question for you. Where were French fries invented? Uh, well, the easy answer would be France, right. but I'm going to say it's not France. It's not. Uh, Knoxville? Belgium. Belgium. Okay, where'd the sandwich come from? It was named after some island, wasn't it? No, it was named after the Earl of Sandwich in England. Earl of Sandwich. He, had, uh, he liked to have parties and, and uh, have his friends come over to play cards. But back in those days, cards were hand-painted. So they were very expensive. So he didn't want his friends getting their greasy fingers all over his cards. cards so he instructed his staff to put the meat between two pieces of bread so they could hold it without getting their hands dirty. Well, if he had a patent on that. Mm-hmm. He'd have something going on. Hey, we was talking about that uh, goat, get you goat, that horse racing. Here's mud in your eye Is a toast for good luck. The expression is not a toast to another, it is a toast to yourself because it means, I hope I beat you. The illusion is to a, a horse race. If the track is at all muddy, the rider of the losing horse is very likely to get mud in his eye Well, there's the go. horse that is winning. Yes. Here's mud in your eye. Like I want to show you. Here's something about veggies. Now, Boo Boo, didn't you tell me you invented a new vegetable? Yeah, it's a it's a cross between a a, a pea vine and a cornstalk. What do you call it? Uh porn. Now, <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's some it's some vegetable facts. Eggplant is a member of the thistle family. Thistle, dude. Thistle, too, Yeah. Onions are low in calories and a good source of vitamin C, calcium, potassium, and fiber. They also help circulation. Well, what helps circulation? Onions, huh? They also get. I like onions. They also get the distinctive smell from sulfur in the soil. Okay, what makes you cry when you cut an onion? I'm not sure what the name of the chemical is, but it's attracted to liquid. So if you will cut, take a wet paper towel and lay it on the cutting board. Yeah. All that'll go to that wet paper child stay out of your eyes. Try Or if you get rid of all your saliva. That's true. Open your mouth. Ah. Ah, I can't taste nothing but I ain't crying. <laughs> Wild turkey's the only bird with a beard. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah, it's male. Oh, males have the beards? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I'll be. Didn't know that. 50% of all Oreo eaters say they pull them apart before eating them. You know, they, they need to just slow down Oreo. Neapolitan flavor. Yeah, Neapolitan, chocolate, r- strawberry, raspberry, double stuff, flip stuff, thin stuff, this stuff. Just, you can't beat the original. Just give me, just give me a cookie. Magical now, now, cookie. Now, now, here, now here's a, back in the 80s, they did this promotion with Oreo where they had magicians uh, go around to grocery stores around the country performing magic tricks with Oreos, and they were called the Oreo Magicians. And a friend of mine was one of those magicians. They took him to the factory to see how Oreos are made and everything. And he said, do you know what they call the white stuff in the factory? Lard. Lard. Yeah, we need to get another vat of lard in here. Yeah, that's, they, they're, they're, their industry shorthand for that stuff is lard. lard. Well, probably about as much fat as lard. Probably so. Like lard. Boy, I saw a recipe the other day called Cherry Bombs. You take those canned biscuits, like the Grand Canned Biscuits... And what you, jerry clower called a womp biscuit a womp biscuit you got to whomp them on the counter to you open, gotta them. Whomp them, open them up you take it out there you take a cherry uh stuffing like pie stuffing put it on there flatten it out roll it up in a ball seal it up butter it real good and air fry it and then take it out let it cool and glaze it with powder or white I icing and they say that stuff sounds good sure. Sounds like a cherry fried pie. Hey, this ought to, I Biggins, I hope you're listening. This should make you feel better, but it says here, squirrels lose at least half the nuts they hide. They forget where they put them. Mm-hmm. So I've got a hickory tree growing in my front yard uh, right in the flower bed, and, and I, the nearest hickory tree is half a block down the road down there. Some squirrel carried that hickory nut up here, buried it, and forgot it was there. Now it's growing next to my house. Yep, that's exactly it. Well, you know, if 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 those kind of rodents had better memories, we wouldn't have them near the trees or oxygen. <laughs> I mean, there's something to that there's creative design. There's something, that. There's, something that. there's something to that. There's something to that creative design. You know, here in the Smoky Mountains, we got all these tourist attractions. I tell them we're just a ray of sunshine. Got that Pearl Harbor exhibit up there down south. Here we got the Alcatraz Museum. Got King Kong on a building right across from Titanic that sunk to its. Yeah, next to a feud, a Hatfield feud, the murder dinner theater, and, and a thing. building that upside down from a herd, from a th- oh, tornado, man. we're just a ray of sunshine. Well, here's some strange tourist attractions: the Cement Ox in Three Forks, Montana. The Ox, nicknamed New Faithful, is one of two 12 foot tall cement oxen statues that stand outside the Prairie Schooner Schooner Restaurant. Schooner. they like Tim Conway Schooner Restaurant and appears to be pulling the restaurant, which is shaped like an enormous covered wagon. Be sure to see. The cashier gleefully asks customers, have you seen Old Faithful? And then adding, we'll take a look at New Faithful. She pushes a secret button and the cement ox starts peeing. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, it's like, honey, you want to go there for supper? Well, yeah, if it's still there when we're hungry. (laughs) It looks (laughs) like it's moving on down the road. Yeah. It's still there. The uh, uh, that reminds me. You talking about that big ox? You, you heard about what happened in severe? I mean, in Pigeon Forge a couple weeks ago. Go ahead. Somebody stole the big bronze uh, bull from out in front of the Bullfish restaurant. How do you do that? I don't know. They come up in the middle of the night and unscrewed it and took it through the back of a truck, I guess, and drove off. But it was gone. They put a new one up now. But I don't know if they recovered the old one. But I said, see, that's why we can't have nice things. It looked like that's a, big- a bunch of bullfish. <laughs> that's just a bunch of bullfish. Somebody stole our giant bullfish. Yo, 70 sound. Bullfish. Bullfish. <laughs> oh, he did read rabbit. <laughs> I mean, I think it'd take almost like a helicopter to pull that thing out of there. I don't it know. Be, you imagine coming in in the morning, you walk in, your manager, you, walk, you walk in the front door, and then you go, wait a minute. Something don't look right. Something don't look right. You go back out front, and you're looking at the parking spaces. You're looking at the bushes. you trying to figure out what's, something's just not. It's in somebody's college dorm. I bet. I, you know, when I went to Belmont University, I was not affiliated with these guys. I did nothing to do with it. I just was in the room and saw that they had it. But these guys had set their dorm room up as what they called the Greater Nashville Museum of Attainable Art. Attainable. And it was all, Attainable it was all the stuff word. they had stolen. <laughs> road signs. signs. Road yeah. signs, uh, 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 office chairs from the administrative building, all kinds of stuff <laughs> The, great, wow. the Greater Nashville Museum of Attainable Art. <laughs> well, this has been a fun episode. I know it. I, and we'll, we'll do more like this because people have talked about they learn a lot of stuff from us. So yeah. we just, that's Damn. how we learn it. It's fun having Uncle Claude here trying real hard not to talk. That tickled me. Here we are recording. He's covering his face, trying not to laugh. I said, "It's all right to laugh." I, t- I you know, when we interviewed him a while back, when his uh the the, the great financial, financial institution, institution. came um, <laughs> I, he was making me laugh with all of his one word <laughs> answers. I think we ought to make a short film about that, where somebody's interviewing somebody and trying they're asking really long, involved questions, and the person just keeps going, "Yeah, yeah, no." Yeah. That's like the world's worst journalists. Don't ever ask a yes and no no question. (laughs) You know, they lead them. And I watch them today, and they're making millions, these journalists, and they ask the stupidest stuff. They go through a whole thing, and then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know why they do that. There's a reason. They're not doing it because they're bad journalists, but they know what headline they want. They know what they want to quote them as. They know how they want to spin it. So they say out loud what they're wanting that person to say and end it with a yes or no. That's a He denies setting fire to that place after saying, you know. Right. Yeah, that's what they're doing. Well. The there. Can't get nothing by boo I'm telling you. Well, if you have an idea for a future episode, questions, comments, concerns, whatever, complaints, please send those to meetbuford at gmail.com. Follow us on social media at Holler and at meetbuford. Uh, you can uh, get meetbuford and uh, uh, merchandise at meetbuford.com and Hillbillies in the Holler and biggins merchandise at hillbilliesintheholler.com. Come and see us on the Redneck Comedy Bus in Pigeon Forge at theredneckbus.com. Use uh, coupon code SMOKY to save $10 off every adult ticket. Uh, we appreciate y'all coming and hanging out with us, taking time out of your busy podcasting schedule to listen to our podcast. So we'll hear you, uh, come back and see you next week. Uh, and uh, hopefully by then we'll know for sure that uh, Howie Mandel is still doing fine. I'm Buford. I'm Bobo. I'm Claude. Y'all be good to each other. You've been listening to Three Hillbillies on a Couch, live from downtown Boogertown. You can follow us on social media at Hillbillies in the Holler, at Moonshiners Life, and at Meet Buford. Y'all come back now.